Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony. I'm so happy you've chosen to join us today, and I'm hoping you're all doing fantabulous. And fantabulous, by the way, Jennifer, is fantastic and fabulous, put together twice as nice. I know. I'm an, I'm a regular listener. Oh, great. I know the, the recipe. <laughs> and, and it's actually saves time. Instead of saying fantastic and fabulous, you just put them together. Two for the price of one. <laughs> That's great. Um, I love her. My special <laughs> guest today is account executive for AM 950, Jennifer Ogren. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the Downright Upright Show. Hello, Philip. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. You're great. Um, now, before we talk about your career, yeah, uh, would you tell us where you were born, raised, went to school, and any other tidbits you want to add to that? Sure. Um, I was born in Sacramento, California oh. to... Um, my parents, who were both Minnesotans, but they moved out there for a job for my father. My father was in the clothing business. He was a clothing rep. And um, so I was born there but moved back by the time I was two or three years old to, to Minneapolis. And um, my parents built a house in Minnetonka. That's kind of where I grew up until I was about five and a half. And then they were unfortunately um, divorced. And my father moved back to California to the Bay Area. Um, so I was raised by my mother, who was a, obviously a single mother. Yeah. And um, a really... I was raised by a single mother, too. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know. And it's quite a, an adventure. Yes. It's... it's um, you become an adult really quickly. Very quickly. Yes. Um, and Were you a latchkey child like I was? I was. Yeah. Because yeah. my mother... Um, you know, when she was married to my father, she was, you know, just a housewife and a mother. Not just. I shouldn't say just. But she was raising me and doing the house. And when they got separated and then eventually divorced, she had to go figure out a way to support us financially. Sounds sounds very familiar. Yeah. Really. And and uh, where did you go to school? Um, well, so I started in Minnetonka Mills at Burwell, Burwell for kindergarten and elementary. Mm -hmm. Then I, um, my mother got married a second time, and we moved. Uh, we lived on Lake Minnetonka in the Shorewood Excelsior Air, Navarre area. Pretty and there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Really pretty and, there. And um, yeah. I went to Minnewashta Elementary, and um, unfortunately, by the time I was. 11 or so, 10 or 11, my mother got re-divorced, oh, her, her second divorce. And um, at that point, my mother had to, you know, she was working while she was married in her second marriage, but she had to all of a sudden recreate herself again. And we had, we moved to Eden Prairie. And so I went to middle school and high school in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Oh, wow. Okay. I love it here, though. I just love Minnesota. I love – you know, it's – and I said – I talked about this on another show that, you know, if you think of Minnesota, it's – I think of it as an island mm. and surrounded by all this red 
you know. Yeah. And we have such wonderful people that you know, like I was t- telling you before, you know, they have we have these little boxes, you know, the LGBT, you have African Americans, you have Jewish, you have yep. this, you have that. And but we don't look at each other that way. We just want to be a community of of people, you know, human well, beings, you know. I think you have wonderful rose-colored glasses on because I I agree while there's a lot of diversity here. Yes. There's also a lot of what what is termed here as Minnesota nice mm-hmm. and a lot of passive aggression where people don't exactly say what they're feeling. But there was a lot of racism and anti-Semitism and all of that that exists everywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's no panacea. It's a wonderful place, but it's not perfect well, I, in no I, areas. Yes, and, and I was going to say that. Uh, nothing you know, uh, is perfect. Right. But if you compare Minnesota yes. with other places, I, which I, agree. I don't even have to mention, um, we are leaps and bounds much more inclusive progressive and, and progressive. Inc- I agree. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean we have a trifecta right now in, in the government. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. I, who would have thought that? And we've know? gone through these waves where we're solid blue states and – then we've been become a little purple, which was really scary. Yeah, but I uh-huh. think we're back to you know it's feeling nice and blue I think again. We're starting to get uh, very navy blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, what are some of your previous occupations um, that led up to your current position with AM nine fifty? Did well, you have anything that related to this? Or? I did. Um, I, I and and actually, I have two. Um, careers that I do simultaneously. I'm an account executive for AM950 Radio, and I um, have my own design business that I had started, that I had joined my mother on. What's the name of it? The Sussman Design Group. And you can find that where? Um, well, Sussman. I don't have a website, oh. which is just ridiculous. Someone who knows about advertising should know about promoting <laughs> their own business. But un- uh, uh, fortunately, I haven't needed to because it's been very word of mouth and kind of have the business level. Well, now level the word I of need. mouth is really out yeah, there. I, I, yes. Um, so anyway, um, I my early career or my early jobs really led me to both of these businesses. So I started out, um, my first real job was during a little bit of high school and then into college. I worked at a men's store in the IDS Crystal Court, downtown Minneapolis, called Merle's for Men. Mm. And um, it was high-end or or European um, men's clothing. And Mm. Merle Shapiro was a friend of my parents. He actually introduced my parents. And so it was a nice way to get my first job, but it was something that I was always interested was in was apparel. Mm-hmm. My father was in the clothing industry, and it was something I kind of had in my blood. And um, so I started there. Then um, I, f- from there, I went, I was going to the University of Minnesota and started working for the Minnesota Daily Newspaper. And the Minnesota Daily Newspaper was the largest university newspaper in the, the country. Really? Yes. And I sold advertising for them, which was really great. Um, it was great uh, experience and, and um, a, a learning experience of how to sell print advertising. Correct. Yeah. And <clears throat> um, 
once I, and then I got back into the design business. I started working for the I worked at the Polo Ralph Lauren store in the old Young Quinlan building on the Nicollet Mall, which was a fabulous store. It was yeah. three stories. You weren't living here when it was here. I don't believe no, it. What, what year did you move here? Two thousand, two thousand one, maybe. It was all. It was still here. Yeah, I think so. But it rings a bell. But it 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 closed. Unfortunately, it was just. A lot of um, the high-end department stores and, and big stores like Polo Ralph Lauren couldn't make it in Minneapolis, which is a whole other cocktail party that I, we can discuss another time if <laughs> you want. I love that it's expression. so sad. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, it was a great experience working for Ralph Lauren. Um, made a lot of contacts there. and Sure. Um, yeah. And then after that, and I was simultaneously going to the University of Minnesota and graduated. And my first job out of the university, I worked for a company that um, developed um, training materials for the computer, for computer software, and for oh. people in large organizations. Learn. This is like in 1991 or two. So the internet was not almost non-existent. It was mm -hmm. just beginning. Um, Windows, you know, one, two, three were just coming out. And AOL. <laughs> yes, all of that. And yeah. this company developed videotapes and workbooks that you would watch a video with a VCR, not oh, even geez. on the – it was before you could watch video on the computer screen. So you'd put in a videotape in, in a VCR and watch and, and follow along – in a workbook on your PC. So it, that was called Learn PC, hmm. which was interesting and, and great experience, again, for sales because I was calling all over the country over the telephone, um, for calling IT managers and um, yeah, directors. That's a great foundation to what you're doing now. Yes. It's just a perfect, you know, you know, step. You yes, know? Yeah, and yeah. and what I focused on at the University of Minnesota was communication because I figured, you know, I probably would end up in sales. It was in my blood through my father and um, communication, and my my focus was in persuasion. So it all was kind of sales oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after Learn PC, <laughs> were you here? No, I worked for I'm... another tiny. Oh, oh my God, Philip! I've had I'm 55 <laughs> years old. I've had so many jobs. We don't have time to go through them all, okay. honestly. All right. But the one that kind of leads into AM 950 is yeah. that I sold for a small, another small independently owned local radio station called KLBB, and the format there was. Um, Old standards. So we played music. And From the 40s and 50s? Yeah, or Frank Sinatra, Dean oh, Martin, yeah. Rosemary Clooney. Oh. It, it, was, it was cool, but it my, was... My mom's music. Yeah, my, <laughs> yeah, my grandparents' music, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, but it was interesting because it was a niche audience, much like AM 950. It Correct. wasn't one of the larger audience in the Twin Cities. Mm -hmm. This was, you know, yes, there was a large aging population always, and especially with the baby boomers and everything. But advertisers and agencies, they tend to don't, they tend not to think that those are valuable. Mm. Be, and it's, it, it goes beyond me. They think they're dying. All 
um, most advertisers or, or advertising agencies really focus on a younger demographic because they see that as money that, you know, those people are growing and, and will be spending more and more as they age. They, they make a mistake neglecting an older audience because those people have money. They're in the point of their lives where they can spend money, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them. But anyway, that was a good um, introduction to what I do here. And then um, – And then that was an easy transition for you to go from one station to another. Well, yeah, but with some things in between. I sold um, office furniture for um, a steel case dealership in town called um, General Office Products. Goodness. Um. So I kind of vacillated between advertising and design all the time. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm exact to, to, to kind of make a long story shorter, <laughs> I'm kind of in the place where I've always wanted to be doing both of these things. Right. And right. I do I work for AM 950 because I love the mission. Sure. I love That's uh, why I do this. I love the content. Mhm. I was a listener for four or five years before I approached the station. Yep, me my, too. I was doing design. My my mother. I joined my mother in her business, her design business, and we were working with a group of developers in the city of San Francisco doing boutique condominium buildings, and um, we were work, doing galleries and all these great spaces in San Francisco. But then. Space became very uh, hard to come by in San Francisco with the city, mm-hmm. and our business slowed down in that sense. So I was here sitting in my design studio thinking, what else can I do to supplement my income? And I thought, what, what, what am I really passionate about? And I'm looking around the studio and kind of brainstorming, and I, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God! I've got AM 950 on coming through my computer right now. I listen to it when I'm cooking in the kitchen on an old radio. I listen to it in the car. I love this station. Oh God, yeah. And I know how to sell advertising, and they could use me. And I thought I'm going to approach that station and see if they could use me. And I introduced myself to Chad Larson, the owner of the station. Great guy, huh? Wonderful man. Mm-hmm. Um. Finest person I've ever worked for. He's Most such integrity, a nice man. Yeah. yeah, and really um, kind and very and very open to everything. You know, yeah, if you give him an you know given an uh, give him an idea, you know he'll he's like yeah maybe we could work with that. You know he's he's great that way. Yes, yeah. yes, awesome. And, um, so I started working at AM nine fifty in twenty sixteen, and I'm still here. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. You're right where you should be. I adore it. Yeah, and so do I. It's I love, very special I to me. I love the show. I, do, I love doing it um, as a public service. Yes. You know, because I, I, I think um, our ideas of what the future of the world should be, you know. Absolutely. All, all of us you know, holding hands and being one community. Yeah. Yep. Um, so can you explain briefly to our audience, um, I'm sh- unless it's really complicated, uh, what the job of an account executive encompasses? Well, um, AM 950 is a strange animal because with our mission and our content, we almost are like a nonprofit, but we're not a nonprofit. Um, and we are an independently owned station that needs funding to stay on the air. Right. And we, we know that the community, there's a, a portion of this community that really relies on this content. Not only that, this content is very rare. 
there's um, less than th- – well, let me put it into perspective. Mm-hmm. When he was alive, there were over 4,500 stations in the United States that carried the Rush Limbaugh show. Mm. There are less than 30 stations That's it? with a, pro- a progressive liberal talk format. 30? Yes, and it's dwindling because oh, no. all the big – Corporations like CBS and Clear Channel and Cumulus and all of these big media companies are buying up all the small independents for a reason. Um, a lot of them have conservative thoughts leanings, yeah. and leanings, mm-hmm. and this was a, is a way to um, secure that message with the American public. Mm. Well, and I'm not very happy that Democrats haven't figured that out. The people that founded AM 950, Janet Robert, she's married to Congressman, um, former Congressman Bill Luther, they knew that in order for there to be a, a progressive message out in the world, you have to start with local independent yes. rest, uh, radio stations. Yeah, because I remember I was talking about this to on a previous show about Air America. Do yes, you remember Air I America? Do. It was That's what they were well, that's what this was before we were just straight AM nine fifty. Exactly. And and New York, uh which is a big liberal city, obviously, um very very cosmopolitan, you know, very cultural. <laughs> the big uh, apple. The big old apple, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um I loved Air America. I mean that's where Rachel Maddow got started. Yep. Uh, Sam Cedar. There was a lot of these people that, that still have shows today that are amazing. Yes. And I would tune in all the time. I loved it because mm-hmm. I finally heard my side of the story. Yes. You know? And you were speaking your language. And then all of a sudden it just disappeared. Right. And then the newspapers were saying, see, nobody wants to hear a liberal radio and nobody right. wants to hear a liberal radio. And that pissed me off. Yep. And then when I moved to Minnesota, I found this station mm-hmm. and I – And we used to carry I, Air ho- America. I took it in hook, hook line and sinker. Yep. I said, this is, this is my family here and I'm going to find a way to get in there. <laughs> yeah. That's very similar to how I felt. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, the, this is my tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I want to do whatever I can to help keep that message alive. Uh-huh. I want to work for them and spread the word. I love them. And 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 uh, Chad and Brett were at the Blue State Ball, and that's how we connected. And yep. next, and Laura, you know, uh, being um, she was connected with the uh, Pride booth. Yes. At, a, at at AM nine fifty, and she connected with me. So I started meeting all these people, and then I met you yes. recently. And we're all, and, and now you're just part of our family. Yeah, I love you guys. We love you. Oh, thank you. So love you much. so much. Oh God, don't make me cry. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, how how let's go into your job a little bit yeah, deeper. Repeat, ask me that question again. I was just kind of getting oh. the background. Oh, okay. What your job encompasses, basically. Well, so my job is to fund this station, make it so we can stay on the air. Get sponsors and advertisers. Sponsors and advertisers. So okay. I need to go and find um, people that make sense to be sponsors and advertisers on the station right, and present. Right. Our station and what we have on our content, correct, and um, find ways where we can partner and we can help each other out and and be um, reciprocal. Yeah. So, so my follow up to that would be: How do you acquire the potential sponsors and advertisers um, that purchase time during um, an AM nine fifty broadcast? So, well. Um, 
you mentioned Laura Headland before. Yes. Laura Headland has been here since the founding of the station yes, in she, 2004. She told me that, yep. And um, not only does she have her own program on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m., Food Freedom Radio. Love it. She also is um, in charge of our business development. So during the week when she's not doing her show, she's reaching out and, and she's she's got a great intuition and sense about who would make a good sponsor and um, advertiser on AM 950. Laura is actually like the poster child of our audience. She like Aww. if if you could wrap, you know, say what's the typical listener like? Laura's face would be there. <laughs> yeah. So she has this wonderful intuition about um, who our audience wants to hear from. And she reaches out on the telephone and at events that she – in networking events and she um, sets up meetings for us. I do the same kind of thing where I'll think, well, we need – it would be great to have this organization or this small business on our air because their mission um, resonates with ours. And I'll approach them and introduce myself, then the station and – you know, hopefully they're willing to sit down and listen to a presentation about who we are and why and, and different ways that we could partner and take it from there. Wow. Okay. And uh, are the sponsors dedicated to a particular show on AM950 or are they agreeable to advertise on all of our shows? It really depends. It You know, um, the AM950 audience is a niche audience in the first place. We don't have the largest audience in the Twin Cities. Never said we did. Mm-mm. What we do have is a very um, specific listener who's interested in current political events, current news, and they're interested in liberal and progressive thinking and thoughts and policy. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that special kind of audience, they have a, su- a, a special subset of traits. So they're v- much more interested in um, – organic eating, supporting their local economy. So they'd much rather go to an independent local restaurant than a chain restaurant. Correct. An independent local ma-and-pa hardware store, if they can still find one, rather than a Home Depot or a Lowe's. Mm -hmm. They are interested in their community. They're philanthropic. They're into the environment. They're into new ways of thinking about health care. So they're more apt to um, be interested in in Eastern medicine and new new ways of healing. Um, So it's a really – it's an intellectual audience. So that's our typical primetime audience. And primetime for us is Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 Mm p.m. On the weekends, we have much more – lifestyle programming. So we have shows on uh, – we have a pet show. We have a food show. We have a real estate show. We have a show about the arts. We have a show on advocacy. We have a show on holistic healing. So it really depends on who the advertiser is and, you know, do they fit in more as a sponsor of a niche – of our niche, meaning – you know, the food show about organic eating and and the health of the environment as it um, relates to agriculture and our food supply. Mm-hmm. 
or are they someone that um, sells furnaces or and you know or um, water systems or you know somewhere that the whole audience would benefit from? Right. So you know, an advertiser is you know you can be a general advertiser on AM nine fifty, or you can be much more. You know, we have a show on aging. So, for instance, um, senior living. Um, End-of-life care. End-of-life care. All of all those of kind of peop- uh, organizations would be a great sponsor for that niche program and that niche audience of our ne- our whole niche. Yeah, right. Oh, wow. So um, the moral of the story, I guess, is support our sponsors. Yes. And our advertisers. Yes, absolutely. That's the only way AM 950 stays on the air. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it, are you listening out there, people? <laughs> If you if you like the yeah. the content you hear on AM 950, yeah. and you and you like being part of our little family and community, we need you to to support our advertisers and sponsors because one hundred percent they are Absolutely. the only way we stay on the air. Thank you, Jennifer. That's you 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 put it the best way. I couldn't even said it better myself. Um, so um, as far as your job is concerned, what are challenges that you have? Well, with this job, what are some things that it is a challenge having uh-huh. a niche audience. It is a challenge being part of a station that is um, liberal and progressive because just like not everybody's a Trump supporter, not everyone's a liberal or a progressive either. So, would you ever reach out to people in the middle? Like, oh, uh, I reach, I even, I'll even reach out to. Um, <clears throat> Conservative-leaning business owners and organizations in that, you know, it, it doesn't make sense for someone in business or an organization that is trying to um, make money in any form or fashion to just stay in their box. I, I, I like to say money is green. It's not blue or red. Wow. That's and, perfect. you know, your, your conservative audience, um, they're already familiar with you. But if you want to expand, talk to a more liberal audience because they need products and services just like your support or your, your tribe. <laughs> Very good. Well put. Yes, absolutely. When you explain the benefits of advertising to a potential client, right, mm-hmm. uh, what are some of the points that you touch on to encourage them to buy time? Uh, it like all, you know, our product, what I'm out there selling, you know, to an advertiser is the ear of our listeners. And that goes back to what I was just talking about, our, about our audience and our demographic. They're very split gender-wise. So we have a large, you know, most stations either skew male or female gender. Our listeners are almost 50-50, which yeah. is really rare in radio. You know, you've got the male focus stations that are sports or, um, you know, classic rock. And female stations tend to be more top 40 kind of music. And there's a um, – you, you probably are familiar with – there's a, a talk um, format out there that is mostly female or LGBTQ discussion and they talk about reality TV. That's, you know, um, my talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is an audience that is interested in current events, current policy, progress, progressive policy. And so I am selling to a potential advertiser or sponsor that we have the ears of people that are into organic eating, that are into uh, 
the health of the environment, that are into um, supporting their local economy and small business. That is what I'm selling. Mm-hmm. Our audience is our product. Right. And, and um, when I interviewed Chad, we were talking about demographics, yes. which is really important. Yep. And you know AM radio is, is an older demographic. It is. It's just the way it is. You well, know? I'm 55, and when I was growing up – Well, you look, I, you look 28. I love you, Philip. <laughs> I, I, I love you. You're, you're, you're a wonderful person <laughs> too. And that, the, I think the personality shines through mm. more than anything. I mean you, I, when, I, when I see you, I just see love and you just, just kindness. And that's why we hit it off when we met. From the know? first – First second I saw your face, I was hilarious? like, "He's one of me. <laughs> I want to be a part of his life." Yeah. So, getting on back to the demographic. Yeah. So, when I spoke to Chad, he said, "You know, podcasting is a very youthful, yes, it young is. demographic. So, maybe if we start doing that, and maybe my show will connect to these people. Absolutely, um, we can get some young people. Because I, I grew up with a transistor radio in my <laughs> ear in my bed, so my mom couldn't hear it in yeah, the middle know, of the right? night." Yeah. And I'm hooked. I love AM radio. I love the live aspect of it. Yes. But the young people, they're used to streaming their music, Correct. listening to their talk on podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, yes, and and it's very well known that the future of our party is the young people. Absolutely. And we're doing well there. We're doing very well and there. And we need to cultivate that to keep it strong and to grow it. Absolutely. And I, and that's the one encouraging thing. You know, well, you know, I'm I'm 63. How many more good years do I have? Uh, I mean, a but, million if I had uh, anything to say about uh, thank it. Thank you. I hope so. But um, I look at the youth of today and they're the ones in the streets about guns and they're the ones in the street about LGBTQ plus Absolutely. issues. They're the ones in the street about uh, uh, abortion. Um, yes. You name it, it's the youth. Yes. And I love the – if you're listening, youth, get your friends to listen to AM 950 because we are – we have your back. Yes, we do. And we um, are about making change and we'll help you when you want to make your votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in providing the information you need to vote the way that – Would help them. Yes, and yeah. would – you know, change the world in the way they want to see it. In a better way. It. Yep, yep. All right. So the last question before we get to the, uh, you know, that, that wonderful part of the show. <laughs> uh, do you uh, do you yourself uh, develop the verbiage for the advertisements uh, that are ultimately read on the air for the sponsor? Uh, in other words, does the sponsor give you carte blanche to come up with a good pitch or not? It really de- – again, it, it, every client and yeah. advertiser and sponsor is different. Um, some of them have pre pre produced spots that they'll give me, and that's an easy deal. Mm-hmm. Other uh, there's um, people that uh, I build relationships where this is their first experience on radio. They mm-hmm. don't know where to start with a spot. So with, with people like that, I'm like, I can help you do that. It's part of what our service is. You provide me with some bullet points that you know you want included in your message, and I will come up with a first draft script for you. You can take a look at it and take out what you don't like, keep what you do, and we'll we'll finesse it until it's exactly the spot you want to run. 
Wow. And that's that's the other nice part about um, AM 950. There's no additional charges for um, production or for copywriting, like what I'm assisting with. Right. You can change your spot as often as necessary to change keep the mes- messages fresh. And um, yes, if you are uh, an or- a small organization that has no experience with radio, we'll help you develop the right campaign. Mm-hmm. You just tell them, you know, basically, if you if you're trying to touch touch points for their business, you say, well, this is, you want that, you want that, and I'm going to develop yes. an idea for you, a motto or something, and, yep. and they'll approve it or disapprove it. And That's right. So you have the input, basically. That's right. Wow. And now, ta-da, we have come to the part of the show I like to call the shift. Remember to pronounce that F. Yes. Because otherwise we have problems. Yes, right? that would not be good if no. you didn't. Include the F. <laughs> we have shift. to put that F in there. Where <laughs> I shift the questioning away from your career mm-hmm. and to your opinions on current affairs. You ready to go? Yes. Okay, good. So now this is all about if it's your my opinion. opinion. I, yes. Yeah. And and I, I will preface, I mean, I am a progressive through and through. Sometimes I'm not as well read on some – I mean, I, I try to keep myself abreast of all the information, but I'm, I hope to come – to come at this from just my overall viewpoint exactly. and not yeah. I mean, details. I can. I have to. You know, full disclosure. I don't know everything that's <laughs> going on in the world myself. I mean, I I I, I literally have to read yes. the AP or I read Reuters or I, I watch uh, PBS. I, I listen to. I don't. Not, I I try to listen to some liberal and some conservative radio uh, or, or wow. TV shows just to get an, a rounded I've idea. I've tried that. But it's I very difficult. I can't stomach certain channels. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. It's like <laughs> I, try, I think I got to hear how they're positioning this and then I'm there for two or three minutes and I think I can't stay here. I know. It's it's so insulting. Like anyway. You, uh, there's a certain channel that it, you would think that the LGBTQ plus community was more dangerous than guns. Yes. Oh, Yes. You, if you every time you, t- you turn on that uh-huh. channel or that network, whatever you want to call it, F A U X News, I call it. Yes. Uh, Faux. Yes. Um, it's just LGBT people are trying to do this, and they're grooming, and they're doing this, and I'm like, okay, dude, right? I mean, and stop. you, and if you're not a white male, uh-huh. Christian white male. Uh-huh. You don't have a place in this country either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's othering. Yes. That's what I call it. It's terrible. Anyway, so let's get on to the um, the nitty-gritty here. Yes. Trump has a definite 25% or more level of support from Republican voters. So how do you feel that a few more Republican candidates now entering the race and pretty much giving Trump the nomination on a silver platter? Because the more candidates run, the more diluted the field will be field will be. And today, actually, I think Tim Scott's coming into yeah. the race. And I think in a day or two, it'll be Ron DeSantis. Yes. It's going to be like this. It's going to be like a football team yes. you know, of people. But again, we were talking about this before the show. Trump has that solid 25 percent. Definitely got an edge. It's like a cult. They a won't cult. leave regardless. He, he, he said it. I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and I'll still... People will still vote for me. Yes. So, can you add to that? What and do you he's done more. To, in my opinion, my humble opinion, he's not just shot one person on on Park Avenue or Fifth, Fifth Avenue. Avenue. I mean, think of over a million Americans that died from COVID because of the way he handled that in the beginning of the yeah. outbreak. The way 
that it was positioned and it mm-hmm. was became so divisive of if people got vaccinated or not, right? And if people wore masks or not, yeah. So and he told, but he, I mean, the, the people actually listened to him when he said, "Maybe we can, you know, drink. We can drink bleach, and yes. it'll kill it, you know, inside." Yes. And there were people calling up the um, the poison hotlines yes. throughout the country. That was, you know, uh, my my son or my friend or whatever just drank. Bleach. And so th- this is my, my point. I mean, we have to have um, facts out there, and not lies. Yes. So the thought that he still holds that base is frightening you know, to me. I, I don't understand. Somebody's got to educate me because I, I would love to have, a, um, a, you know, a, 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 what would you call it, a far right uh, person I, yeah. I mean, on my show. Uh, maybe they can – Explain it better because it <laughs> enlightened me. <laughs> well, I mean, enlighten me. I, 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 I can't get it. And I I've just, tried and I've tried. I try. I, I try listening to Fox. I try listening to – there's a new uh, network on TV called Newsmax. Yep. That pe- people are evacuating Fox because they, they – they, you know, uh, they they fired what's his name uh, Tucker. Tucker. And so now they're, they're – And you can, you can keep the F in that one. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> Anything. Uh, as a follow-up to this, I just want your thoughts. What are your thoughts about President Biden being too old? Do you think I that's think a thing? I think it's hogwash. Yeah. I think – while I think that young people are um, – bring a lot of uh, new ideas and, and brilliance to the world, older people have wisdom and experience. Mm-hmm. And I think President Biden has – um, a, a wonderful way about him where he's open to new ideas from the youth of America. He worked with Barack Obama in such a, a, a – they were such a fabulous team. Mm-hmm. And I think Barack Obama opened President Biden up to new new ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. But I think that especially in the time we're in, we need some solid experience and wisdom. Yes. And I am all for Joe Biden um, – you know, running again. I think mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's got the the momentum mm-hmm. that he needs, and I want him to finish his job. Yeah, and it's funny because they they bring that up, but they fail to mention this man has been in every country. I yes. mean, he 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 was just recently at the G seven in Japan. Yep. Then he was in Europe, and uh, you know, and not to he mention w- how he went to the Ukraine. Ukraine. He went to Ukraine and actually spoke to uh, the president uh, Zelensky. Yes, like in 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 the in the heart of the war, it was just like remember the yes. there were missiles hitting Kiev at the time, um, Kiev, I should say, I should Kiev. say Kiev, um, chicken and, Kiev is yeah. where that comes from. <laughs> yeah, right, right, I think so. <laughs> but anyway, the point I'm making is that. Do you, I could never see Donald Trump doing I all could of not, that. I know. couldn't either. I think he's um, – He can't even walk down the ramp by himself, remember? when? And any had... dictator, he's a follower. Mm-hmm. He wants to be friends with Kim Ju- – you know. He loves the dictators. He loves them and I think that's a sh- sign of weakness. He yeah. doesn't have the fortitude to stand up to him and I say – I want America to be a democracy. Yes, and I want the world to be a democracy and to open up places that have been under um, – um, the thumb of, of dictators exactly. and, and despots. Yeah. Yes. Despots? Despots? Despots. What's, what's yeah, the... I don't... 
whatever you whatever you, you say potato i say potato, potato. um okay so a few days ago in North Carolina, Governor Roy Cooper's veto of a 12-week abortion ban was overturned by the Republican supermajority in Congress. And one congresswoman, Trisha Cottom, I think is how you pronounce her name, um, who originally was a Democrat and ardently pro-choice, switched parties and became anti-choice to help override the governor's veto. What are your thoughts about that? I don't know how any woman um, can make that leap, especially once you've been on that side. And Mm -hmm. as a 55-year-old woman, I don't have children. I've never been married. But God forbid I was ever put in that position and I wasn't ready. I didn't want to... Or you were forcibly uh, assaulted and you you got pregnant, uh, not under your own control. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Um, I don't think any human being should be brought into this world if they're not if they're not wanted. Mm-hmm. But you know the thing is that this is this really gets me. Oh yeah, and I'm sure it's going to get you. You hear them forcing a birth at this point, but at the same time, once the baby is born, you don't see them. They're, they they yes. ghost you. Yes, you know you goodbye. Yes, I'm done. And uh, the right wing doesn't want to be provide support. In they're any... trying. That's what this new budget's about. They want to cut food stamps. They want to cut child child care. care and all this stuff. Make up your mind. Do you want women to have children? And you want, if you do, maybe you should take care, help, help the lower uh, lo- people in the lower rungs of society who don't make as much money as everybody else. Maybe you can help them along. Exactly. Uh, if you want more human beings on this in this country on this planet, uh-huh. which I already think there are too many, in general, way too many. Um, yeah. Resources are very low. Yes, yeah. and and there that's the same group of people that is pro gun. Mm-hmm. So they're not – they think that um, abortion is murder, but they don't – But not killing children in school is or murder. Or killing people on <laughs> the street know. or your neighbors or – so it, it's, it's – But the, the point – The yeah. hypocrisy is – The hypocrisy is crazy. And, and the thing is too, um, drag queens and transgender people are not killing these children. No. It's guns. Yes. But they don't address what's really the problem. You know, nobody's saying we want to go over to your house and, and remove all your guns. You know, that's not the issue. It's like driving a car. You know, you wouldn't let somebody who's, you know, can't see or a person who is, you know, not able to physically drive. Or give, mentally able to Give them, a, you know, the ability to drive a car. These are just common sense issues. I agree. And I think regulation for guns would be the answer in that case. You know, yeah. make uh, make people re- renew their licenses every so often. You have to put your gun on a, on a system where people know where it is. You can you have a serial number on the gun. On the they, bullets, I think they should be monogrammed. <laughs> Well, I never thought I of that. I think bullets and guns all should have your monogram. But the point I'm making is, for example, you buy a gun, you have a you know a, a, a serial number on the gun. If the gun is used in a murder and it's not somehow got out of your hands and it went to this crazy person's hands, you should be responsible now because you did not lock your gun up I appropriately, agree. and and you and somebody could have died because of I that. I agree. And we're you should, and That's how can good. you not well, how can you <laughs> how can you not have insur have to how can the there not be regulations that you have to have insurance if you own a gun but you do if you own a car or a motorcycle the, yeah, or a house absolutely and and, and these gun companies um they're um all these people that are dying you can't you can't even sue 
the company right. for you killed my child is dead because of your product. Because any other product, if you put your hand in a in a, 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 a lawnmower, for example, and because it wasn't didn't have a safety on it, yes. you would be able to sue the company right. because you got hurt. Absolutely, but you can't do that with gun and owners. What, they're, uh, gun, they're uh, gun only, companies. A gun's only purpose is to kill, hurt, kill or maim someone or something. Yeah, and then to to, to add the topping on the cake, you have these AR uh, uh, AR-15s, which are not meant to protect; they're meant to assault multiple people. Yes. In a war situation. Or, or if 17 people are attacking you at one time. Yes. I don't know what the how often that happens in America. But <laughs> so you have 17 people trying to break into your house. You, know, you can mow them down. But that doesn't happen. See, we have, to be, we have to use common sense. I agree. That's why common sense gun laws are essential. Common sense all laws are essential. I, <sighs> I, 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 I was saying earlier how um, – my father and mother were divorced and my father moved to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So part of my upbringing, I, I went to uh, 10th grade in Marin County, Northern California, mm-hmm. grew up outside of San Francisco. As a young child, I grew up around, you know, going to the Castro. Um, I was exposed to drag shows, to gay people everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it is part of who it, – it's part of my makeup. Mm-hmm. You said you, when you think of me, you think of love. That's one of the reasons because yeah. I learned how to live in a in a society or a, a civilization where everyone was equal, mm-hmm. and it was very that was the 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 birth of that in San Francisco in the early seventies. Yeah, and the sad part of it is uh, I hate to interrupt you, but the, 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 this is this is where I want to go from what you're saying, mm-hmm. piggybacking on what you're saying. Um, people always say to me, Philip, you're so Pollyanna. You 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 you're thinking in you're thinking of utopia, you know. It's just not going to happen. I think if we all put our minds to it, and everybody jumps on the uh, love train, you yes. know, maybe this can happen. Yes, I, I think that that is that's the only way it could. Thinking Pollyanna and w- what a wonderful world it could be. Yeah, that's progress. How can we get to that? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's not going to be there. Immediately or automatically or all at once. Sure. But what are the steps that we can take to get there? And what feels, you know, right so we can all live mm-hmm. um, together and coexist? Mm-hmm. I love that bumper sticker. Coexist. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it just sounds such common sense. But again, to some some people, it's it's doesn't enter their brain. I no, don't know. and and they're. Um, actually against it. Yeah. I don't understand that. Me neither. Um, And as you know, the country is facing a looming debt catastrophe if the House Republicans don't pass a clean debt ceiling bill. Now, this is – a debt ceiling bill, by the way, in case for the listeners who don't know, it is – you're paying the bills of things you already purchased. It's not about the future. If you want to discuss the future, that's fine. But let's just pay the bills we already – it's uh, like if you don't if you don't pay for those things, and if we let this happen, uh-huh. it's like uh, filing bankruptcy, mm-hmm. and that does not look good to our um, the rest of the world. Yeah, the credit it, of the United exactly. States is going to go plummeting it, down. It's our credibility. Yeah. Uh, so if the House Republicans don't pass this bill, veterans could lose their benefits. 
they're supposed to love the veterans. Yeah, right. Yes. Uh, Social Security and Medicare could be interrupted. Yes. And a host of other. So that's uh, the elderly and the disabled and the and mm-hmm. yes. Do you think Kevin McCarthy is being held hostage by the right wing fringe of his party? Of course. Because you got to remember, he 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 got voted down fifteen times before he became. The uh, yes. the Speaker of the House. Again, this is my opinion, this uh-huh. portion of the show. Uh-huh. But I think he is a puppet of Donald Trump and, and Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene. Absolutely. And even George Santos. He, he doesn't even have what it takes to say George Santos shouldn't be here because yeah. he needs his vote. Mm-hmm. He, because he's he's got very few to work with. That's you know. right. And I'm hoping, you know, if we if uh, President Biden doesn't invoke the 14th Amendment, then I think maybe the other hope would be that the moderate Republicans in the House will join the Democrats and yes. say, you know what, I think we ought to put our country before the before our party, get together and just pass this thing, and then work on a budget later. Yeah, because that would be the wise thing oh, to Pat, do. Uh, Philip, Philip, <laughs> Philip, I, I now I'm thinking. I hope you're not being too Pollyanna. I am very Pollyanna. I know, but you know, it's common sense. It is. Yeah. Anyway, so bowing to pressure from Europeans and uh, the U- Ukrainian president, it seems that President Biden's on track to sending F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine after all, because, you know, President Zelensky has been begging for, for a while now. Uh, what do you think about this recent report from the Washington Post? I think um, we need to do whatever it takes to win in the help the Ukrainians win that war against Russia, mm-hmm. just like I think we need to do whatever it takes to um, handle this debt, debt ceiling issue. Mm-hmm. It's whatever it takes, whatever and, it takes. Yes, yeah. and I think F sixteens would would push it far forward very quickly. Yeah, because they they need air defense, basically. Yeah, yes. you know, because I remember. Reading a story during World War Two, you remember what uh, you, you know? You, have you ever heard of Neville Chamberlain? He was the uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain during World War Two. He told Hitler, "You know what? If you want to take Czechoslovakia, go right ahead, but, but then make sure you stop there." You know, basically, you know, being very uh, working with him as if he was a normal right. leader. With and a then, normal mind. And then what happened? He went into other countries and started taking over Europe. So when uh, Winston Churchill came along, he said, no, we're going to fight you here. Remember he made that big speech. We're going to fight you on the on the land. We're going to fight you in the sea. Yes. We're going to fight you in the air. Yes. And I want America to be Winston Churchill. I, I want that too. I don't want a Neville Chamberlain. No. It didn't work out very well. How do you say, well, you can take Czechoslovakia. That's a that's a group <laughs> of human beings. Yeah. That's humanity yeah, that we're talking yeah. about, that you're talking about you like a pawn. Yes, you can't show. And, that, and, and, and you know, um, I love President Biden's uh, forcefulness when it comes to protecting NATO. Yes. Because he's not backing down. He's not afraid of Putin. Nope. He's just saying, you know what? He stands you, up to him yeah. as a, as opposed to siding with him like Donald that Trump. That old man, the brittle old man yeah. that they keep talking about, it's got more guts cajones. than you know. Cajones. That's Spanish for you know what. Uh, than our former twice impeached president. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to move on to LGBT issues yes. now. How's that? 
I, I love to be here. Yeah. I'm, I'm what is considered an, an ally. ally. I lo- and, the, and ladies and gentlemen out there and all you people that listen to AM 950, we are all allies yes. in this, at the station. Um, we, whether we are in the community or not, we – We're all in the community. We all help each other. We uh, have each other's back. As an ally, I consider myself part of the community. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not African-American, but I consider myself part of their community. Amen. They have every right in the world to have teach their subjects in school. Oh, it's our history. Yeah, it's American I mean, history. Goodness gracious. Anyway, so <laughs> what is your opinion about uh, a Houston lesbian bar – this is recently in the news, by the way, being denied insurance coverage for hosting drag shows. And as a follow-up, why do you think the GOP is pushing all this anti-LGBTQ legislation, not only in Texas, but in all the red states nationwide? I think it's a thing. It's a it's an issue that the the conservatives can or the right can latch on to mm-hmm. and use as a scapegoat mm-hmm. and collect votes for people that have that hatred in their beans. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they do it. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it and they it, denied insurance? It was, it's ridiculous. I have never heard that. I think they have a good lawsuit, that yes. lesbian bar does. I agree. I think they really do because everybody should have access to insurance if you want to buy insurance. That's why I loved Obamacare because it gave people who – who were very sick, who really could use the insurance. Yes. Insurance. Yes. Common sense, right? It, it opened the playing field. But mm-hmm. I, you have to think of it from a business standpoint, which an insurance company is. Mm-hmm. It um, opens their liability. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's that's where they're coming from. But it, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, but if you ask me, though. Yes. Again, I'm Pollyanna. Um, <laughs> Polly, I'll call you. Polly, Polly Watercracker. Yes. Uh, so, Polly Wallyoodle. <laughs> being that I am all about wellness when it comes to healthcare, I don't care if you're not making a penny. That should be the the focus of healthcare is wellness, mm-hmm. not profits. Right. That's just me. I could be wrong, but. I had, you know, poly, I, poly, poly. I went through cancer uh, a, a few months ago. I, I told the audience as well. I'm on the, I'm hopefully on the road to recovery. Hopefully, you know, when I when I get my final, um, God willing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have health care. Yes. And if I didn't, what would what would happen? Just I just my life is not worth saving. You know. Yes. Does that make sense? When Absolutely. Yeah. And and for a for a. Um, bunch of people that don't believe in abortion, mm-hmm. you'd think that they'd want to be supportive of life in, at every age. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, but again, you and I are coming, you know, we're, we're preaching to the choir we here. Because so. we are on the same page. Yeah, like the, I said, the minute the I saw line. your face, I knew you were part of me. <laughs> the first time yes. ever I saw your face. Remember yep. that song? I sure anyway, do. so um, boy, I'm on the final question already. Gee, this is just flying by. So I told you it would be great, right? Yeah. yeah. You told me it would be easy and, it, and you made it very comfortable and easy. Thank you. And that's my mission. I want all my guests to feel like they they're in my house and they can talk and they talk can, they could talk talk yeah do you do you, do you want me to do it in Brooklyn accent <laughs> wasn't that just it <laughs> talk talk yeah so my final question is also about um, 
demonization of the LGBTQ uh, plus community. Mm-hmm. Now, Orlando, Florida, mm. um, <laughs> Florida in general is a Florida, hot duh. mess. It's a hot mess. Duh. Florida. Um, Orlando, Florida drivers were met with a very violent and homophobic message uh, written in all capital letters, by the way. And it said, kill, quote, kill all gays mm-hmm. on the message. Well, I'm part of the Jewish community. My mother was Jewish. My father was raised Catholic. Uh-huh. That is like having a swastika oh, on a sign absolutely. coming into a state. And um, I am thrilled. You know, I think what should happen here is what recently the NAACP has um, done where they've put out a travel advisory Wonderful. Um, for f- traveling to Florida mm-hmm. if you are – not a white male. I would agree with that. On I, I think the same thing should happen for the LGBTQ community. Um, I think even the people of um, the LGBTQ community should con- reconsider living there if they're living there. Yeah, it's I, getting a, become if, a hellhole down there. And if it? you have a vagina, I wouldn't want to live there and a uterus. I, I, I know. Because you won't be able to get an abortion. And the, the thing is, though, about Florida, it's a beautiful state when it comes to the weather, the beaches, mm. the whole thing. It's a shame that that man, uh, Ron DeSanctimonious, as Donald yes. Trump calls him, yes. is in charge down there because he's really messing up the He works. even wants to kill Mickey and Minnie. Oh, I love Mickey. And take it – and, you know, it's a small world after all. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's taking that well, away. Well, also uh, – <clears throat> to continue, uh, as you know, Orlando was also the site of the 2016 mass shooting <sighs> at the gay night, nightclub Pulse. Uh, called Pulse, in which 49 people <laughs> – 49. when you think about 49 people mowed down, yes. just dead, you know. Um, so let's unpack this whole incident and talk about the danger that the message of kill all gays – uh, and others like it may cause in the future, <laughs> and the psychological, and, and we always forget the psychological effect it could have on the LGBTQ plus community. Now, I'm going to just say, as a gay man myself, if I was driving down that road, and, and it's supposed to be on a major highway yep. that millions of people drive on every day, to see that message to cross state I, lines, I would feel very threatened. By I that. would turn around. I would feel very threatened. If I, I would... saw a, a swastika, I would turn around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, as part of the – as an ally of the LGBTQ community, I would say as my friend, Philip, if you're going there to vacation, please don't. Mm-hmm. I worry about your safety. Yeah. Well, you know something though? Um, I think that um, – well, first of all, I have – you you know what it's like to be a New Yorker, right? Yeah. You when you I get, don't know, but well, when you get old, what do you do? You move to, to Florida. 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 I'm going to Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, so my aunts live there. Okay. My cousins, I love them very much. So you have a reason to be there. I have to, and then I have my best friend just moved there as well because of his asthma. He needs the w- warmer weather to survive. You know. So what am I going to do? You know, like it's, <laughs> the community it's, needs to fight this. Yeah, I I think I hope. Hope they do something legally, you know, and that's why the NAACP, you know, has my, you know, I have my pom poms out for them because I think it's a wonderful thing they did for for their community, yes. and I think we should do something for I ours agree. as well. I yeah. so agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show. Do you have anything else you want to say to say before we close the show um, about anything? Uh, maybe about you know getting people to advertise on the show oh, or well, anything. If like you that? like the content you hear on AM nine hundred and fifty, mm-hmm. and you are uh, an organization that could um, benefit from the ears of this our community of listeners, or you have a business that. Uh, resonates with the mission of AM 950 listeners and their and their values. Contact us. We mm-hmm. can get the word out about you, your business, your organization, and increase your sales of, in your business or um, uh, raise funds for your organization. Mm-hmm. That is what we're good at. Yeah, and I'm going to give them the information now. Uh, so, if you are interested in connecting with Jennifer Ogren, um, you can reach her. At Jennifer at am950radio.com. Thank you. Uh, it's not jenniferogren.com. I'll do the radio it, treatment. It, yeah. That Once again, that's Jennifer at am950radio.com. Can you do it in your NPR voice? <laughs> I don't know if I have one. I just I have, have an a NPR gen- voice. What's your NPR voice? Ready? <clears throat> you can reach her at Jennifer at am950radio. Dot com. Oh, that's wonderful. Isn't that great? You're so versatile. <laughs> you picked it up. So anyway, personal. so I, I can go on forever with you. Oh. You're just amazing guests. Thank you so much for spending time with me Thank today. you for being interested in me. Oh, goodness. The minute I met you, I was interested oh. in you. <laughs> You're great. Thank you. Um, and thank you so much uh, for being on the show. And um, and f- as far as the guests are concerned, uh, the listeners are concerned, I want to thank you for spending time with us today. And please stay tuned for more of the Downright Upright show in the future. My name is Philip Anthony. I'm the host, and I hope that you tune in or listen or click or whatever you do in the future uh, because we have some great shows coming up too uh, because Pride Month is, as you know, yes, is coming up next month. We're on top of it. Yep. And, we'll be there. And AM 950 is amazing when it comes to Pride Month. We're going to be at, uh, if I can interject, yeah, do that too, AM yeah. 950 Radio will have a booth at um, the Pride Festival in Loring Park on the 24th mm-hmm. and 25th. And the Golden Valley one yep, you mentioned we're, to we're me We're going to be at Golden Valley Pride. Um, what date is that? June 10th, Saturday, June 10th. So thank you for up. that. Yeah, thank you for that so much. And again, listeners, thank you for tuning in and listening to the Downright Upright Show. This is Philip Anthony saying bye. Ciao for now.